Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melanie. Today, I'm talking with the creator of the Gupta program, Ashok Gupta. The Gupta program is a revolutionary online brain retraining course, and it came about because Ashok actually was able to heal himself of a multitude of chronic conditions including chronic fatigue syndrome. And that was after he studied the neurology of illness. Really interesting, right? And so he went on to publish several medical papers, and then he set up this global e-clinic that specializes in treatments of diseases such as ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, multiple chemical sensitivities, and associated conditions, which have helped give thousands of people their health back. So I'm really excited to have him here today. Let's jump right into the episode. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. He is an internationally renowned speaker, filmmaker, and health practitioner with a specialization in chronic fatigue syndrome and brain retraining for chronic disease. Please welcome Ashok Gupta. Hello there. Hi, Alison. I'm so glad to have you. And, you know, I'm excited to share your story because we actually share a lot of similarities in our stories. I'm really excited to hear more from you. Yes, great. You know, it's so funny. People who work in this area, they've all been on that personal journey, haven't they? They've experienced it. And they just want to kind of let the love flow out and help others. So it's a, it's a beautiful journey to go on. Yes. And chronic fatigue syndrome is so prevalent. And especially now with the pandemic and everything we've got going on, I know a lot of it stems from a lot of depression and loneliness and being at home. And that can create a lot of chronic disease in our bodies. But let's start with you. Um, take me back. I know you were suffering and the doctors just weren't giving you the answers that you were seeking. So tell me about that journey. Uh, yes, it was the, the worst time in my life, although retrospectively, it was the best. It's funny how these things happen. Um, sure. At the time, I was studying as an undergrad at Cambridge University, studying um, economics, actually, at the time. And sudden, I went to India, I got some kind of stomach bug, um, and then came back to the UK and just had symptoms for a while. And the symptoms went away, and then they came back. And then a kind of crushing uh, fatigue, exhaustion, inability to get out of bed just overwhelmed me. Mm. And imagine this is my second year at university I had my whole life ahead of me. And the doctor's telling me, look, that's it. You know, there's no cure to this. There's no remedy. You might like be like this for the rest of your life. Oh, right. And suddenly, like so a brick, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, a brick wall in front of me. And they're saying there's no cure. There's no treatment. 
And I just said, no, I, I, I just don't believe this. You know, they, they, this is impossible. It was a very de- depressing time for me. But right. And you're so young. <laughs> yeah, I was. And it, it, you know, kind of began the lifelong quest to understand chronic illness, what causes it and how I could cure myself and other people of it. And that's where the journey started. Amazing. Okay. And so what did you do? Where did this path lead you and what did you discover? Well, I decided to study brain neurology on my own um, based on some books that I happened to have come across. I think it was fate (laughs) that I came across those books, especially the work of Professor Joseph Ledoux, who's a kind of expert in the area of um, defensive responses in the brain. And I studied physiology and put a lot of these things together and then was experimenting on my own brain. So this wasn't saying it's psychological or in your mind, but experimenting with, you know, how we can train the brain out of these uh, responses. And I came across some, you know, some really interesting ways of doing that with myself, cured myself of it, um, and then wrote a medical paper uh, based on the brain neurology of these kinds of illnesses, which was published in 2002 in Medical Hypotheses, um, and then set up a clinic to treat other patients. Now, obviously, it's a very different journey of your own journey versus other people. So then I learned a lot about um, how different people respond to different types of techniques and customize the techniques until they're ready to publish in 2007. And so I've had an online neuroplasticity and brain retraining program since then. Oh, this is so exciting. And I can't wait to delve more deeply into this and hear more about it. And I know so many people have had a similar experience as you had. Um, for me, I was I was um, probably 20-ish, uh, 22 perhaps. And I was suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome as it was called at the time. That's what the doctors called it. And what it meant for me was I just was in physical pain as well as um, sleeping all the time, constant fatigue. Like even if I did something that's supposed to energize you, like eat healthy food or work out, I was just exhausted. Everything would exhaust me. Speaking to people would exhaust me. And so the doctors had no answers, but no one ever said, maybe you're suffering because your mother just passed away. Maybe you have depression and this is how your body is handling it. Maybe you need to read a book about stages of grief. And like you said, learn how your brain is processing this so that you can change your response. No one talked about that. And it took me years and years and years to heal myself with mind, body, spirit, medicine, and nutrition, all of the things. But the disappointing part is that the doctors had no answers for me whatsoever. And the same thing they told you, they're like, this is just something you live with here are some antidepressants that you'll take for the rest of your life. And that is just unconscionable to me with, with the amount of information that we have now at our fingertips. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's the way that our modern medicine system is set up. It's set up uh, to treat the body like a car. Uh, so when individual parts of the car go wrong, modern medicine is brilliant at fixing that. So it's good at hardware problems, but not software problems. Right. So the analogy I give is that the car is modern cars are very complicated because they have complicated electrical systems. And now more often than not, it's the electrical system that goes wrong. Just like in the body, it's the software system, the nervous system that starts functioning incorrectly. And those are the modern illnesses that uh, medicine finds it very difficult to treat. Absolutely. So well said. I love that analogy. It makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yes. And, um, you know, it's something which is, is kind of obvious to doctors. If you really speak to doctors and general practitioners, they will say, look, you know, 70 to 80 percent of the people who come into our surgery, there's nothing really that we can do for them. You know, the people with pain, anxiety, depression, 
uh, you know, sometimes even certain allergies, all they can really do is kind of give some medical uh, medicines, which uh, numb the reaction of the body or trying to deal with the symptoms, but it's not dealing with the underlying problem because the brain is like a black box to modern medicine. It's only now over the last 10, 20 years beginning to really open up and understand how the brain and its defensive responses is the, the root cause of many conditions. Oh, this is so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's like these doctors are trained to prescribe medicine and essentially it's a band-aid approach that may give temporary relief, um, but is not long-term sustainable relief that actually goes to the root cause of the problem, which is why I'm such a fan of functional medicine testing and nutrition and mind, body, spirit healing and what you do. So tell me more about the brain retraining. What is it and how can we do it on ourselves or on others? Okay. So um, <clears throat> to answer that question uh, much more accurately, what I'd love to do is just share the underlying hypothesis as what I believe causes these conditions. Great. And then I can kind of dive into the, the kind of brain retraining stuff. Um, so in terms of what causes these conditions, I believe that these conditions are essentially over-defensive responses. Yeah. So if I ask the biggest question of all, you know, why are we here? <laughs> we start the kind of, the kind of you know, biggest <laughs> philosophical question. Easy one. <laughs> yeah. What's the meaning of life? Well, maybe that can be an, another podcast that we do. But, but um, that's from a philosophical perspective. But if we look at it from a scientific perspective, uh, you know, depending on your belief systems, we're here because over millions of years of evolution, through plants and animals and invertebrates and vertebrates, we have developed this nervous system and immune system to deal with our environment and ensure survival and to ensure the passing on of our genes. So these bodies which we inhabit are survival machines. That's their number one priority is to ensure survival. Okay. Now, fast forward, uh, you know, the last couple of hundred years, suddenly we're not living according to our genetic inheritance. We're living in boxes. We don't spend that time, much time outside. We sit in front of screens. We eat bad food. We live in toxic environments. And so this body of ours is already always in a state of what we call pro-inflammatory bias, which mm. means that this immune system is always slightly stimulated. Yeah, TH2 response, they call it. It's always slightly inflaming the body, like the body is slightly on fire, which means that we're more prone for the next step of this process to occur. So first of all, we're going to have those general things of lack of energy and fatigue, which a lot of the population experience. But then sure. there's another class of conditions such as ME-CFS and the chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia and chemical sensitivities, which is another layer beyond the general fatigue the population experiences. And the way that starts is, um, as we said, we're survival machines. And let's say someone gets flu, let's say. Mm. Now, if somebody has a strong immune system, the immune system recognizes the flu virus, fights it off, and we come back to normal after seven days or so. But if someone's immunocompromised, so they're under a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, their immune system is compromised and the immune system can't deal with that virus effectively. Yeah, mm -hmm. And this is obviously very relevant right now because of COVID-19 and what, and what we're seeing in, in patients and the overstimulation of their immune systems. Right. So the immune system thinks, right, we're in trouble we really need to make sure we fight off this flu virus because flu is actually fatal to, to many tens of thousands of people every year. So the immune system goes into overdrive and starts overstimulating the system in this state of paranoia, which is the right thing for the immune system to do at the time. But once that original illness goes, so once the flu virus has finally fought off, it's left a legacy in the brain. And it's left a legacy of like a security guard, which is trigger happy. 
Mm-hmm. Every little person he sees coming near the uh, the building, he starts shooting and starts firing off. Okay. Because yeah. now the legacy is I must defend against every little detail which might mimic what happened at the beginning of the condition. It's like a trauma response. Absolutely. You're absolutely okay. right. So we think of trauma as a psychological reaction, like a post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, right. war veterans coming back to the US. And so if a, a balloon pops, they'll suddenly have a rush of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's not just a psychological response. There can also be physiological traumatic responses right. where the body is nearly uh, has been you know, in touch with its own mortality and will then err on the side of caution and always over defend the body against anything which reminds it. So now the brain says, if I have any symptoms in my body, that might mean that I still have the virus. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to stimulate the immune system, stimulate the nervous system, stimulate the fight or flight response to defend, which then creates the symptoms in the body. And then those symptoms double back to a highly sensitized, hypervigilant brain. The brain says, I knew it. I knew we were in danger. It's like a confirmation bias. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I must re-stimulate the nervous system, the immune system, and all the various symptoms that that causes. That causes you know, gut problems, aches and pains, uh, joint problems and pain. Uh, all the immune systems, such as uh, swollen glands, sore throats, as well as just extreme exhaustion. You know, I always describe it like your, your worst day of flu times 10, you know, is the kind mm. of way that people feel when they have ME and chronic fatigue. Right. And... Those symptoms, once again, double back to the brain, which then stimulates the body. So we get caught in a vicious reaction of, its, of the body's own making, which is why people can have these illnesses for you know, months and years or even decades, because the input and output of the system have become the same. We call it a vicious cycle. So it doesn't matter if someone rests, if someone uh, relaxes somewhere or even you know, massively changes diet, they can all, they can all support healing. But it hasn't got to the root cause, which is this vicious cycle of a reaction between the brain and the body. So that's the kind of illness in a nutshell. It makes so much sense. And I, I really like the way that you explain that. It's almost like it makes sense when people are like, you know what? I just slept 12 hours and I'm still tired because it's like you didn't you weren't actually getting back your immunity. You're just still sleeping. And is the pro-inflammatory response that you mentioned at the beginning, is that the same as the fight or flight? So we're constantly in that um, cycle is that what you're saying? Um, so it's a little complex. So the fight or flight response certainly causes um, uh, a lot of stimulation in the body. The immune the immuno response is where the inflammation is occurring. So we know that with that immune response, it starts inflaming the muscles, the joints, but also the brain itself as well. And what happens in our hypothesis is we believe that there is something called uh, differential activation, which essentially means that neurons that fire together wire together first of all so at the beginning of the condition the nervous system was being overstimulated with lots of fight or flight as well as the immune system so they become tied together and once they're tied together the inflammation can just occur from just general stress and then secondly 10 units of stress might have stimulated you know 100 units of inflammation whereas now one unit of stress can stimulate 100 units of fight or flight and inflammation in the body. So the, the brain now is hyper-reactive to any little stimuli, which is when most people find that 
they become sensitive to people, sensitive to light, sensitive to sound, to certain foods, to certain chemicals. It's like their whole body just is so reactive and in this defensive state because the body is saying, help, you know, I'm in danger and I'm going to overstimulate in this highly sensitized response anytime I'm worried that we're in uh, danger of uh, a particular trigger. You know, I'm drawing a lot of parallels in my head to psychology. For example, it's like we create these stories in our heads when traumatic things happen to us. You know, if your father leaves you as a child, then you have this underlying misbelief unless you heal it. You know, men always leave. So then you continue to bring people into your life that always leave or things like that. And so unless you heal it and go to the root, you will continue those patterns in your life. And it sounds very similar to what you're talking about now with this brain and this response that we are now creating that then become, like you said, a vicious circle that doesn't end unless we end it. Yes. And the difference with these physical illnesses is that a lot of that programming when the original illness comes is deeply unconscious. I mean, it's the same in in psychological responses as well, but we probably have more awareness of it psychologically, uh, you know, in terms of things that have happened to us in the past. Whereas Mm -hmm. this illness conditioning actually has occurs pretty much totally unconsciously. Wow. And then it becomes even more tricky to then retrain the brain out of it because there isn't conscious awareness of it. And just to link to something you said there, we certainly notice that people who come to our clinic and we treat many thousands, they're more prone to have had traumatic incidences in their lives. So we know that when a mother has had a difficult pregnancy, uh, the amygdala, so the, the defensive part of the brain, is more likely to be on high alert. And if you have a difficult childbirth, once again, that can trigger the amygdala and parts of the brain to be hyperreactive and hypersensitive. So you're more likely to be a sensitive child. And then if you experience trauma or abuse during childhood or bullying, that can also make your amygdala trigger happy. So that when you get to adult life, this conditioning that I'm talking about, this over-defensive response, is more likely to happen if you've had this sensitized amygdala and whichever you know, experience in life has caused that. So there's a link between uh, anxiety of the mother during pregnancy, childbirth and upbringing that can influence uh, your chances of getting these types of conditions. Absolutely fascinating. And I love learning about this and it makes so much sense. Um, So tell me about the brain retraining. So, okay, we're recognizing that this is a problem. What can we do? (laughs) Okay. So um, brain retraining is, it comes under, as part of the Gupta program, we have three aspects to it. So one is retraining the brain. So we call this the three R's of the Gupta program. So retraining the brain, relaxing the nervous system and re-engaging with joy. Ooh, and we find, I love the last one. <laughs> yeah, we find that all three of these are important uh, for healing. So the retraining the brain is we teach patients to start recognizing deeply unconscious signals from the amygdala and another part of the brain called the insula, which is sending out defensive responses. Because normally this is unconscious, but there is a safety valve where our conscious mind can become more aware of it and then do something different, which is to mm-hmm. send safety signals back to the unconscious that look, we're no longer in danger. The flu virus is no longer here. Or that food poisoning that we got at the beginning, that was five years ago. There's no longer a need to stimulate defensive responses that could cause IBS, you know, as mm-hmm. an example. So we teach a person to recognize those signals and then do a seven-step process, which involves um, uh, physical movement. So there's embodiment within it, 
breathing, self-coaching, parts therapy, inner child work, visualization, all packaged into a specific process that we find works for you know most of the people most of the time. And that is the core of the retraining and some other retraining techniques as well. The second aspect is relaxing the nervous system. So we know the brain is inherently more neuroplastic and rewirable when it is more relaxed. So we have breathing techniques, meditation techniques, relaxation techniques, as well as all the other good stuff like how to have better sleep when you're an anxious person or you're having this reaction. So a lot of sleep information, a lot of information on uh, an anti-inflammatory diet, uh, anti-inflammatory supplements, um, and just general lifestyle advice in terms of exercise, activity, pacing. All of that is all part of relaxing the nervous system. And finally, the third R, re-engaging with joy. You know, you can be doing all of those good things, but if you're if you have if you're not heading in a direction, then you're moving backwards. Mm. And this is the third R in terms of uh, the analogy we like to give is the, the a flying dove. So how does a dove fly? A dove needs two wings and tail feathers. So the two wings are retraining and relaxing the nervous system. So those are the two wings, and the tail feathers are re-engaging with joy, which is giving your life a direction. Often when we're ill, especially severely ill, we think there's no joy in life. We don't right. indulge ourselves. We don't do things which make us smile and happy. And yet, as we know from the film with Patch Adams, uh, <laughs> a famous uh, practitioner who cured so many people through the power of laughter, actually that positivity and that laughter and that joy in life, even if you're ill, is so important to reconnect with. And when people do that as well, that really supports the, the full holistic healing of the body. Absolutely. Anyone I know who's going through anything, I always say, turn off the news, watch something funny, make yourself laugh. I'm all about reigniting that joy. I love that one. I mean, I love all of the R's for sure. And I definitely, for myself, practice quite a few. I do a lot of breath work. I do a lot of meditation. I do reignite with my joy. Even if I'm at home right now, we're still on lockdown here in Los Angeles. And um, I'm not sure how it is where you are, but we're essentially supposed to stay inside and most things are closed. We can't go to restaurants or socialize or have parties. And so I have to find joy in my home alone, right? I can't go outside and seek for that. So mine is like singing or dancing or watching something funny or calling someone who who lights me up and doesn't depress me and things like that. So we've got to find those ways. I think that is so important, especially now with the shit show that 2020 has been. We've <laughs> got to keep that up. As you may remember, the past few months, I have been talking about EverlyWell. This is the company that makes the at-home lab testing, and then they make it so easy. So I got my test, and I tested myself for sensitivities, got my results back, and most of them I'm good with because a lot of the sensitivities are foods that I choose not to eat, so I was great because I'm plant-based. However, there were two that bother me, so I have been off of them. I'm feeling better. So this stuff works. The elimination diet works. So my sensitivities came up as coffee and garlic, which are two things that I do incorporate into my diet regularly. So I'm off them as of January 2021. So, you know, I'm still doing other things like tea as a replacement and I haven't done any garlic, even when I've eaten foods that I normally would have put garlic in. 
haven't done it. So that doesn't mean I have to give them up forever. But now that I know the sensitivities, I can give my body a rest from the things it's not like absorbing as well. So if you want to do your food testing, your food sensitivity test, or they have all kinds of ones. They have thyroid health, STD, heart health, indoor and outdoor allergies, metabolism, women's health, testosterone tests, they even have a COVID test. So you can get any test you want. Super easy to follow instructions. Um, every test is reviewed by a physician. Shipping is completely free. They send it to you in the mail. You prick your finger. It's not hard. I did it. If I can do it, you can do it too. So you send it back and your results are sent just within a few days. And these are something, you know, you could share those results with your doctor, your healthcare provider, your naturopath. And it's easy to understand when you get the results. It's easy to read and it's great information to know. So if you want to start better understanding your health like I did, check out Everly Well today. You can get 20% off an Everly Well at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash foodheals, and enter the code foodheals. That's everlywell.com slash foodheals, code foodheals, 20% off your test. Everly Well at-home test, your answers, your way. For someone who is suffering, they've got to go through this program. And if someone is just getting by and they're not quite at chronic disease level yet um, or ultimate depression yet, but they're not feeling great, what are some simple things they can start with right away to start feeling better and getting that brain back into balance? Sure. So we have a free app called the Meaning of Life Experiment. which is a 30-day app to discover more happiness, meaning, and purpose in your life. And so what happens every day you get a video and you get some uh, meditations and some exercises. And we generally find that people who are kind of feeling they have, you know, it's not they have a chronic illness, but they generally don't feel that kind of vivacity for life or that kind of vitality. They're feeling a little sluggish. If they go through that program, it really, first of all, the meditations enable a lot of that deep cleansing and healing to occur. And then secondly, the videos really help them reconnect with their purpose and find meaning. And that can directly impact um, on our energy levels and our, you know, directly impact on the cells of the body when we, they're all acting in a coordinated way in a direction. So that's one, one thing that people can do. And we always talk about the Gupta program um, in terms of the MEND protocol, M-E-N-D. So that's M is for mind and meditation. E is for exercise, N is for nighttime routine, essentially sleep, and D is for diet. I and love a good acronym. That's per acronym. That's yes. perfect. <laughs> we have to make the N uh, nighttime routine instead of sleep because then it would have been messed, which wouldn't have sounded yeah. mend. So there's a, there's a, <laughs> have to kind of manipulate that. So the quick and easy things that you know people can do, which have been proven time and time again, is if we just meditate for a minimum of 20 minutes a day, it is the biggest and best kind of general tonic for the body. And um, Alison, I don't know if you're aware of this amazing Harvard study from 2015, which should have been front news around the world. Right. And yet it was hardly given any credit, which was they did a Harvard study. They followed 5,000 people for a year in terms of their usage of medical facilities, like seeing a doctor or a hospital. And then they taught the meditation and some uh, resilience techniques, but essentially it was 20 minutes of meditation a day minimum. And then they followed them for another year. And believe it or not, there was a 42% drop in their usage of medical facilities in the following year, even compared to a control. 
Now, if that was a pill, if that was a pill that we packaged up, that would be the miracle drug of the 21st century and every single doctor on this planet would be prescribing it to their patients. And right. yet because it involved meditation and was complementary and alternative, uh, we've hardly even heard about it, or you know, at least it's not, you know, it's not in mainstream medicine. Right, because so, no one's making money off us meditating. <laughs> absolutely. And, and and exactly right. And then secondly, it does involve a bit of investment of time, you know, rather sure. than just popping a pill. And so meditation is the best general tonic for our physical, mental and emotional well-being. So that's the first thing that we can do. And then in terms of exercise, I think we're all aware of the rest of these. So just making sure we exercise 20 to 30 minutes, you know, four times a, day, a week at least. I was like four times a day. Damn. Four times a day. Yeah, that would be a bit too much. Um, but definitely four, you know, four or five times a week. And if we're not regular exercisers, just going for a brisk walk, you know, yep. each day can also have real beneficial effects to our mind and body. And getting out in outside, especially like getting out into nature, because like you said, we're living in boxes. This is not how we're meant to live, but we're all sitting inside all day on our computers on Zoom or whatever. So it's like, yeah, take a walk and get outside. You're going to feel so much better. It's like instant. Yeah. Commune with nature. Get that light for sure. And nature has no outcome. So the reason we love nature is because when we go into nature, the achiever part of our personality shuts down. Because nature doesn't have an achievement. It is in the moment. It is present. You're not expecting anything from it. And that's why we feel so healed. Because it's a meditative experience. Um, That's why I love it so much. That makes so much sense. Because when I'm at home, I'm like, you got to cross everything off the to-do list and get all the things done. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they also, vibrationally, you know, from an aspect of energy medicine, they know that when people walk in forests, that their physical cells and some of the, the, the epigenetic aspects actually shift and change just by walking in the forest. So, you know, it's incredible what nature does for us. So absolutely getting out and about, getting into nature, even if it's cold, you know, wrap up warm, put a hat on, put your mask on, you know, everything <laughs> that keeps you warm um, is, uh, is absolutely great in winter. And then N is for nighttime routine. So I think many of us probably have come across those tips and tricks around, you know, uh, making sure we're not on devices at night, so we're not having the blue light exposure, and uh, you know, doing something relaxing in the evenings. Laughing is brilliant in the evenings to help us wind down. Not having coffee, tea, and alcohol, uh, you know, after four o'clock, which can impact on our sleep cycles. All of those mm-hmm. kinds of things that support sleep. But one of the things that the new bits of research is very important is morning exposure to light. Mm-hmm. So the moment that we wake up. The thing that really uh, helps our circadian sleep rhythms is to be exposed to daylight on waking or a, or a lamp. So, you know, as soon as you wake up, then open the curtains and sit by a window, or if you can, go for a walk or even go for your morning exercise outside. And that will have a direct impact on your the depth and quality of your sleep, which then obviously impacts on your immune system as well. Right, because if we were living... Um, lives that weren't modern, we would be going to sleep when the sun went down and waking up when it came up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, our bodies are designed des- <laughs> designed to go with the, as you say, the rhythms of the sun and the moon. And mm-hmm. uh, we would wake up, you know, at the crack of dawn with the light and come out of our tents and be exposed immediately to light. And in the evenings, we would spend. Uh, around a campfire, telling stories, dancing, singing, which relieved and healed the difficult emotions of the day and created brotherhood and you know sisterhood between the tribes. 
I um, love that. I need to create that here now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we always encourage people to karaoke. You know, karaoke is the, you know, the, the best general tonic for you. So you can go onto YouTube, type in your favorite song, followed by the word karaoke. It's all there. And you can sing along and uh, uplift your spirit. So that's another really important thing that modern civilization has forgotten, the, the art of singing and dancing every day. Ashok, you have no idea, but I'm a karaoke DJ on the side, and it's one of my favorite things to do. I love how it brings people so much joy. It brings them out of their shell. It makes them smile. It makes them laugh. Before COVID, it was one of my favorite things to do. So I've done a couple on Zoom, but it's just not quite the same. But yes, <laughs> sing your heart out, even if you sound silly or don't know the words. It's so good for you. Oh, we must be kindred spirits then, Anderson, because I, I also used to be a DJ many, many years ago. And uh, I have a professional karaoke system at home and always have karaoke parties. So uh, yeah, ah, maybe we should try it on Zoom. <laughs> I'm coming to London. <laughs> um, and then finally, the D of the men's protocol is D for diet. And I'm sure that's something which, you know, you've covered regularly um, on your program. And I think sure. that what's interesting is that although diet plays a very, very important role, I do feel that some people get so uh, reductionist and attached to it. You know, oh, I haven't eaten my chia seeds today. I haven't had my wheatgrass shots. Right, that's why I'm feeling exhausted. You know, it's, it's like people become paranoid that the little changes they're making in the diet are the absolute one thing that are now responsible for their state of mind and their health and their exhaustion. Whereas actually, it's more of a holistic approach that the, the mind stuff, the exercise, the sleep, all of these things together impact on our overall health and well-being and if we become micro just on the you know the exclusion diet or i didn't have this or i didn't have that we actually just increase our levels of anxiety and paranoia about about our diets food heals nation i want to talk about your multivitamin do you really know what's in your multivitamin? There could be things like sugars or GMOs or synthetic fillers, artificial colors, animal byproducts, sometimes there's sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides. These are all ingredients that are commonly found in those drugstore multivitamins. And that's why I want to talk about Ritual, because not only is it the most beautiful multivitamin on the market, but it is not your typical multivitamin. It is clean. It is vegan friendly, and it's made with key nutrients in forms that your body can actually use and absorb without all those shady extras. And seriously, Ritual wins hands down when it comes to its beautiful packaging and just how lovely the vitamins are. It brings me joy to put the vitamins in my mouth because they are so pretty. Go to their website to check out exactly what I'm talking about. But just know if you're looking for a multivitamin, Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. It's formulated with all the nutrients you need, like vitamin D3, so important right now, that help fill the gaps in the diet, especially for us plant-based people. And they're fresh tasting, they're delayed release capsules, so they dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach, so you can take them with or without food. I don't know about you, but there's certain vitamins that I cannot take on an empty stomach, and Ritual are really nice because I can pop them any time of day. And they are now available 
available for women, for men, for teens, and all of their multivitamins, including their best-selling prenatal, are scientifically developed to help support all different health life stages. Enrichol makes your health habits easy because your multivitamins are just delivered to your door every month with free shipping. You can start, you can snooze, you can cancel your subscription at any time. And look, if you don't love it within your first month, they will actually refund your your order. So it's a big why not, right? You deserve to know what is in your multivitamin. That is why Ritual is offering Food Heals Nation 10% off during your first three months. Great deal. Thank you, Ritual. So go to Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash Food Heals to start your new ritual today. Ritual.com slash Food Heals and save 10% off your first three months. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil the olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I remember when I first discovered food and nutrition and juicing and just got a little bit too rigid about it and had to bring myself back and go, you know what, it's okay to have something else once in a while. And the rigidity was just as bad as, you know, eating poorly. And so I came back and I found the balance, but that took time. So I do understand that completely. Um, so I'm obviously, this is the Food Heals podcast. So we're all about the food and nutrition and mm. feeding ourselves well, but also just not being 
too militant because that takes away from the purpose of healing mind, body, spirit. Totally agree. Yes. And, you know, food, you know, they do say that, what is it? Food is nature's medicine cabinet or so I'm sure someone phrased sure. it better than that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. There's, there's so much that we can, uh, you know, do in that area. And it's all the evidence there. The evidence base is there. It's now just bringing it into the, the full mainstream. 100%. Okay. So something else that you talk about is chronic post-COVID-19 syndrome. Can you expand on what that is and what we need to know about it? Uh, yes. So troublingly, there is a percentage of patients who contract COVID-19 who continue to have symptoms uh, at least two to three months later. And we're tracking mm-hmm. people even having it six months later. Okay. And there is estimates between three to five percent of patients uh, who get COVID-19 go on to having long-term symptoms. Now, some of it, the minority can be explained by scarring in the lungs and breathing difficulties, but the majority of patients don't necessarily have a lot of that. But what they do have is a triggering of that ME and chronic fatigue syndrome. And so we've been monitoring this and we've been actively treating patients in this area. And we're looking to do uh, some trials to see how well our treatment performs against a control. So we're actively recruiting patients for that as well. And essentially, uh, like as for example, we had a lady in Paris who contracted COVID-19 in the first week of March. And she healed from the condition, but then was bed bound for four months until July. And then she used our program in July. And within six weeks, she was walking, you know, five or six kilometers a day. Um, Amazing. And her her video is is on our website. So we really want to get this information news out there. If people are suffering from long-term COVID, they call them long haulers. Um, It doesn't have to be uh, your destiny. Actually, if we catch it early, uh, which we are doing right now, uh, people can go on to heal uh, and lead a normal life. Um, But it is something that needs to be monitored and, and needs to be treated. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I do think that viruses have been around for so long and I realize that this one is more serious, but we can reverse and heal these conditions. And it sounds like your program is the perfect way to do it. Um, So thank you for that. And um, because we've been talking about your program, let's just give it a shout out. It's at guptaprogram.com. Is there any other websites that people need to be aware of? Yeah. So if somebody's suffering from uh, kind of some kind of chronic illness, then yeah, guptaprogram.com. Uh, if you go there, you can sign up for a free trial. So you can trial out the Gupta program uh, for 28 days, watch all the videos and uh, connect with all of that. And uh, then if people are interested in it, they can go on to purchase the program. And we have a one year money back guarantee, which I think we're the only people who, who do that, I think. Oh, wow. Um, which is that you can use it for, you know, let's say a minimum of six months. And if you notice no improvement, uh, then you can return the program uh, for up to a year, uh, get your money back, no questions asked, we don't test anything, nothing, and uh, you can use that money in another treatment. So until we get the large phase three trials, uh, that's what we're offering. And just to let your listeners know, we've just done a recent medical study, which was published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine just a, a couple of months ago, uh, which was a groundbreaking result. So we believe it's the first randomized controlled trial ever published on a neuroplasticity program and it found that uh, our program just an eight-week intervention of our program reduced fibromyalgia scores by 37 percent halved anxiety halved depression uh, compared to a control which was relaxation techniques which had zero effect on the fibromyalgia patients Um, so it was a groundbreaking result and our program is a minimum of three to six months but that was just an eight-week intervention Um, so yeah we hope that we'll 
move on to doing a large-scale phase three trial. And then once we've done that, then that's it's proof to the medical profession that this is an effective treatment and we'd love to roll it out uh, into mainstream medicine. Great. So, I can't wait till that day. <laughs> yeah. So Gupta Program is our main site. And if people are just interested in the, the meditation aspect, then they can download our free not-for-profit app at themeaningoflife.tv. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you about because you're also a filmmaker, a seeker, a teacher. You've taught meditation around the world. Tell me more about your experience with that. Yeah. So many years ago, uh, about four or five years ago, I thought I want to produce something which summarizes my own journey of spirituality and self-development and exploration, um, but do it in kind of BBC style documentary. So bring it really into the mainstream and explaining it in clear language. Um, so that's what we produce this meaning of life experiment. So each day you get a 20 minute video and a 10 or 20 minute meditation. So 30 minutes for 30 days is all the investment. Um, and it takes you on a journey from uh, meditation through to quantum physics, the nature of reality, the nature of consciousness, uh, our minds, our emotions, uh, self-knowledge, manifestation, living your life purpose and the journey to enlightenment all in the 30 days. So it's a real journey, and I really hope uh, people get to experience it. It sounds amazing, and this is all up my alley. I love all of this stuff. I do a lot of guided meditation, and I do recommend that for people just starting out because I know most people, it is almost impossible if you're not um, well-practiced to sit in silence for more than a minute. I mean, it's hard, and so Mm -hmm. I love the music or the guidance to help me get there, and then that helps me be able to go longer and longer at a time and be able to almost get to that place of peace faster because it does take a while, at least in my experience, when I started Mm. to get to that place and now I can get there faster, but it does take time. So I would just say like, yeah, you need 30 days, you need 90 days, you've got to keep going and don't give up and you'll absolutely feel the shift. So I love this. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And um, we also encourage people to take up breathing before the meditation so traditionally Mm -hmm. in the east the way this the process occurred was you would do some yoga first which is meditation for the body right Mm -hmm. to kind of clear out some of the impurities and the kind of energetic uh, resistances in the body then you would do some breathing techniques and then you would meditate so meditation was the culmination of those processes to connect with source. And so we have our own breathing techniques. We also recommend the ones provided by the Art of Living Foundation, which is a charity which does amazing breathing techniques as well. And so by doing the yoga and breathing first, that enables you to slip into a deeper state of meditation. And anyway, we use special music and the way I use my voice, we find that even people who are extremely anxious, uh, they're able to listen to our guided meditations and drift um, into a deeper state. Uh, relatively quickly. So cool. I love this. Okay, I'll check it out. And um, what is your, what do you think about Kundalini? I know that was a big one for me. Now mm-hmm. I can't take the classes in person anymore because of COVID, but I can still do them on my own. And it really is powerful. That breath brings you into an altered state almost, and you are more relaxed and you do get there more quickly. Is that something incorporated or do you have an opinion on Kundalini? Uh, yes. Yeah, so essentially, Uh, Many yoga traditions, even if they don't specifically mention Kundalini, are all working towards this idea of this energy coming up through the center of the body and rising and rising through those energy centers. And so um, the the, the purpose of that is to, yeah, it's a raising of consciousness. So breathing techniques, yoga, meditation, it all does that as a 
as a byproduct of the of the experience of what it is um, uh, the purpose of it. Yes. Got it. Okay. So anyone that's listening right now, is it anything they're suffering? I know on your website you have chronic fatigue syndrome, post COVID nineteen, fibromyalgia, chemical sensitivities, mold sensitivities. Pain, anxiety is a huge run right now. Mm. Adrenal fatigue, irritable bowel, SIBO, burnout, Lyme, POTS. Um, is there anything this doesn't work for? I mean, are you just finding like this is an approach that is going to help your body use its own healing ability to heal itself? It's a really good question. The conditions we've put on the site so far, the ones that we have knowledge of and have experienced. But sure. we do know anecdotally that people have used it for depression. People have used mm-hmm. it for anorexia. People have used it for addictions. You know, people who have been wow. smoking for 40 years, they've used wow. that program to retrain the brain and they've been able to, uh, to come out of that. Because if you imagine, we've designed this program to retrain very core uh, animal type protection responses, survival responses. So if we can retrain survival responses, which are inappropriate, everything else is easier because the core of what our brains want us to do is to survive. So in essence, uh, we think this is you know, a very powerful technique for so many different things that people want to treat. And we'd love to try it for even things for hay fever and asthma, where there's an automated response in the body that needs retraining. So essentially, our bodies are designed to protect us. But in so many facets of our life, our lives, they do overreact and overdefend because of this pro-inflammatory you know, lifestyle that we're living. Um, so retraining the brain is something that I think many people can benefit from. Yeah. And it's like, this is the way to get out of that pro-inflammatory lifestyle, right? Because we can't control the mold or the chemicals or the fact that we live inside or the fact that we have to sit down at computers all day. That's just a part of life in many cases. So we have to constantly be training ourselves and detoxing ourselves and um, I don't want to say the word fighting because that's not a good word, but boosting our immunity so that we're not in that space. Yes, it's the next stage of our evolution. Mm-hmm. So because we now, you know, we all survive in, you know, in, and, and give birth and, and whatever, the survival of the genes is guaranteed regardless of what we do in humanity. Therefore, we have to evolve ourselves to adapt to the environment by mm-hmm. changing the epigenetic aspect rather than the genetic aspect. So our genes respond appropriately to the environment that we expose it to and what we eat and how we meditate and all of these different things um, directly impact on our epigenetics. So that's what we're targeting now. That's the next layer of human evolution. The epigenetics. Okay. This is a great topic. I want to talk more about this. Can you tell me exactly what epigenetics is? Um, Because this is something, I feel like it's a buzzword that a lot of people are talking about, but I don't know that it's clearly defined for the general public. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll put it very simply. Okay. So in the, you know, in the last century, um, it was believed that you were given a certain type of genetic inheritance Mm -hmm. and that genetic inheritance, if we mapped it fully, we'd have close to 100% predictability as to whether you're going to get cancer or heart disease or what illnesses you're going to go on to get, and we would solve all disease. <laughs> that was the, the plan. It turned <laughs> out that what happened was when they did map the genome, um, what it was is that these different genes get switched on or off depending on our interactions with the environment. So that might be, um, uh, you know, it could be things like pollution. It could be 
you know, how much sunlight we're exposed to, how much sleep we get, the food we put into our bodies. All of these things impact us, whether that gene switches on or off. So our genes are not our destiny. It is how the genes interact with our lifestyle, our environment that determine our overall health. So before it was believed that, um, you know, cancer, for instance, was mainly genetic. And if you think about it, when people used to talk about cancer, they'd say, oh, does anyone in your family have cancer? You know, did your parents right. have cancer? They and still say how- that. but Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they still say that because that is the, the, the kind of general accepted idea that it runs in families. Actually, a lot of modern research, when they've done the metadata, about between 70 to 90 percent of your chances of getting cancer are actually lifestyle based. And between right. 10 to 20 percent is based on your genes. So our genes are risk factors for many different illnesses, but they are not our destiny. Our genes are not our destiny, but our, we do have control and free will over the lifestyle aspects, which is why the men's aspects that we've talked about um, is so important in determining our health. And as an example, when we meditate, they estimate that about 30 to 40 genes are switched on and off, on or off. And many of the inflammatory genes are switched off. Wow. And they can measure this directly. So this shows that uh, everything we thought about our genetics and our genes is just wrong. Uh, you know, we are not a slave to what we inherited. We are constantly, our genetic disposition is constantly changing according to the environment. Right. That's why they say genes load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. And that Mm. makes so much sense to me, right? Mm. Yes. And I wish people would, you know, this is where modern medicine needs to shift and change from a sickness industry to a preventative healthcare industry. And believe it or not, at the moment, only about 1% of healthcare spend is actually on preventative care. In fact, less than 1%. And yet that can make the biggest impact on the overall health. So doctors and regions and states need to have targets which are based on health outcomes, not sickness outcomes. And if that was to shift, then we would have a healthier population. We would, in fact, um, lower the, the health budget because we wouldn't need as much money to treat people when it's too late. But what it would involve, and this is where probably have more of an issue in UK and uh, US versus other countries, it would involve some kind of incentivization system to encourage people towards healthy living and healthy lifestyles. And I believe that actually, you know, in the US, 20% of um, the GDP is healthcare spend. Now, that's a huge amount of money. That's trillions of dollars. And actually, if you completely change the incentivizations so that if people led healthy lives, they were financially rewarded, you'd actually save everybody money, you'd make yes. their health outcomes better, they'd make them happier, and people had more money in their pockets. Brilliant. And I I love that, and I agree with you. Do you think this is a shift based on the way that you see things going? Do you think this is a shift that we'll see in our lifetime? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will take a coordinated response and this isn't about ignoring the private sector. This is about recruiting the private sector. So mm-hmm. the private sector is brilliant at disrupting models and healthcare models. So what we're working on is actually looking at how you could create healthcare models. And it's not just us. There's many people working on this where um, let's say you have an app on diabetes 
and this is actively being worked on, if not already released. And that app was able to treat your diabetes in a complementary and alternative way and support you through it. And so a doctor now, instead of prescribing medication, would prescribe the app. Yeah, because we know diabetes and many of these conditions can be helped, even reversed in many cases. Um, then that means that the doctors start prescribing the app. People start in, uh, engaging in those kinds of processes and it starts uh, supporting the kind of preventative healthcare agenda. So those are examples of how actually this disruption of the healthcare system is, is happening right now. And um, if there's the will of the government, it is, and the pressure from the people, there is a way that um, this could be, you know, here in our lifetimes. Absolutely. And I do think that the world is waking up. So I do hope and believe that we will see a big shift in the next, you know, 50 years. So I hope that we're both there to witness and be a part of it. But I'm so grateful that you are on the forefront of this food medicine brain healing revolution. So one more time, let everyone know where they can find you online. Take your program, all the goods. Let us know. Yes. So um, if you're suffering from some kind of chronic condition, uh, then you can go to guptaprogram.com, which is G-U-P-T-A program.com. Uh, sign up for the free trial, watch some videos. Um, so that's all the information is on there. And is, we, we don't leave people on their own, by the way. So we have weekly webinars with myself. People can see a personal coach one on one. And we have a beautiful healing forum where you can work with other people and support each other on your healing journey. So it's a very, we hold people's hands as they go towards healing. And I think that's so important. I'm grateful for that. You're not just leaving them to an online program. They have that support and accountability. And I think that will make all the difference in their healing and they're sticking to it, you know, and believing in it and seeing it work and then having the accountability to keep going. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because when people have illness, yeah, the, the, the energy levels are lower, their motivation is lower, they may have lower mm. levels of serotonin and dopamine. So they need that extra support um, right. to put it into practice. And then if people are interested in uh, meditation, uh, discovering their life purpose, the meaning of life, uh, then they can come <laughs> to themeaningoflife.tv. Hopefully it does what it says on the tin, or at least gives you options. <laughs> and, uh, there you can download the, the free not-for-profit app and please do share your feedback with uh, uh, on the forums there. I love that. Thank you so much, Ashok. This has been such a great episode and it's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alison. It's been a pleasure to, uh, to speak to you and uh, good luck to everybody uh, with their healing. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.